Greetings, fellow visitors. This is Upgrade Terminal, a Star of Providence fan cast. I'm Malachi. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to the facility. Well, Nick, we find ourselves at the beginning of a new year. Mm-hmm. What do we know about what's going to happen with Star of Providence in 2024? Well, we don't know very much, if I'm honest. We know that Team D13 is really hoping to release the update this year. Mm -hmm. We have not had any news about it lately, recently. So we can only hope that that is still the plan. I think you would concede that it's very, very likely, right? I think that at this point, T Team D13 would be a little embarrassed if it wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like them announcing being published by Big Mode mm -hmm. means they have a certain level of confidence in the release date, right? I, I mean, it, I would say that also means that because they came to an agreement with a publisher, the publisher would sort of have placed certain expectations of them, like, well, you're going to release within a certain, you know... Window? Yeah, there would be a certain window of time in which the game would be released. Mm -hmm. And if it does not release until then, then the publishers would start to put pressure on them to deliver. So we don't know for sure, but we hope that it's coming out. We have strong suspicions that it will come out. Mm -hmm. There's a frog-shaped big mode gun pointed at team d13's head <laughs> right in summary yeah um i think team d13 has for the most part has chosen not to say too much more beyond that they are not getting our hopes up or hyping us up for anything more than that it is very much mm -hmm. th this is the update we want to release it and they're not making any promises about any additional projects or anything of the like. I mm -hmm. think they would rather want to focus exclusively on get this update done, and then later we can talk about what else we can do. Yeah. I think that's very smart. I would wager that they have learned a lot from recent video game mishaps in which people overpromise and underdeliver. Mm-hmm. Which has happened a lot in the in the last few years, it feels like. Yeah. And I think in all of them a certain amount of time pressure was involved. Mm -hmm. And but I do think that Team D thirteen would acknowledge that they've had plenty of time at this point and it you know it it's reasonable for players to sort of want to receive something at this point because uh, as I'm as we're recording this, Rutabaga in the server has sort of dug up some old teasers in the old Twitter page, oh, promising yeah, yeah promising that the update would come out in 2021. <laughs> it has not happened. So yeah, so yeah, I I think Team D13 would 
would understand if the player base is starting to get a little bit antsy <laughs> about sure. getting getting the fabled update. Yeah. Uh, it's close. It's close enough that we have a trailer. It's close enough to smell it, taste it. It's got to be close. One would hope so. So we don't know very much. Nothing is confirmed, but we also need to talk about what we hope. What we hope is going to happen in 2024 mm -hmm. uh, in regards to Star Providence. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you've got some thoughts on that. Well... One of my big hopes is that with the release of the update, mm -hmm. that I hope we can finally have, once again, a big racing tournament. That we can have our first proper sprint tournament. And so we'll be able to... I'll, I hope that I can get back to work on that, create a new tourney, organize new things mm -hmm. and with a new version of the game we can have exciting races and maybe see how the game has changed since then. I will say that aside from changing the name, mm -hmm. uh, there is work happening right now on creating a new logo. Mm -hmm. And there is a project underway. It's a little, it's on a bit of a hiatus right now, but mm -hmm. there's a project to sort of help automate friendly races casual races mm -hmm. so people can just you know set up a race with some with some other pilots and just get up and go that's awesome i hope 2024 is a big year for sprint and that we see a lot of activity again and this draws players in even if they're not competitive that this is just a fun way to interact and enjoy the game with other people yeah i really hope that too um when we have done races in the past, it wasn't sprint then, it was monorail, but they were so much fun. I'm really, really curious to see how the update is going to change uh, the racing meta mm -hmm. and uh, what other challenges there will be. So that that is, uh, for someone who has no knowledge of what's coming in the update, uh, that is very exciting to ponder and I cannot wait to see it. I mean, you do sort of know some of the things that are coming in the update. Oh, tr yeah, true. I mean, I know some some weapons and stuff, but new crawlers. That's what I know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what is one of the things that you are hoping for Star of Providence this year? For me, I'm really, really hoping that the Switch release mm -hmm. will bring Star of Providence to more people. I want it to get a larger audience. One, because... It deserves that, you know. I obviously I love the game enough to make uh, many episodes of a podcast with my friend about it, and uh, I've been reading a lot of end of year lists and listening to a lot of end of year video game podcasts. You know, everyone talking about oh, what was the best game of the year? I really hope in twenty twenty four that Star of Providence makes it onto some of those lists. <laughs> For me, one of the most exciting things about it coming to Switch is, you know, yes, it, I'll have it portable. I'll finally be able to take it with me everywhere. But more than that, I will be able to recommend the game to people that don't have a PC. Um, mm -hmm. I myself, as I mentioned on the podcast before, when I first found Monolith, now Star of Providence, mm -hmm. I didn't have a PC. And so I had to work and save up some money and get to a point where I could buy one and then play 
Star of Providence. It's totally worth it. <laughs> and that's not something <laughs> that's not something you can recommend other people do though. I mean, recommending a game is one thing. You're already asking someone to take a chance and spend some money on something. Um uh, I, I would I, I couldn't recommend someone like hey you got to buy a gaming a high end gaming PC well why well, to play <laughs> to play this be... pixelated uh, roguelike game yeah you, you don't need do a it. very you don't need a high end gaming PC to play Star of Providence let's be real that's that's fair but just recommending someone play it in general is impossible if they don't have a PC no one is crazy enough to <laughs> purchase a PC just to play one game that I recommended they play. Um, but now that it's it, like when it is released on switch, it will be accessible to all my friends that have never had a gaming PC and that have Nintendo switch Nintendo switches in their homes. <laughs> and that's a lot of people, you know, anecdotally, I know way more people that have a Nintendo switch than have a gaming PC. So I just see this, the switch release opening the door of the facility to legions of potential new star providence players and it makes me really excited <laughs> so broadly speaking you just want the game to become less obscure yeah yeah uh will i become completely insufferable to all my friends that own a nintendo switch and don't own star providence i don't know only time will tell my bet's on yes <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, strategically, you don't want to be too obnoxious because then they definitely won't want to try it. So, you know, you got to strike a balance. You got to be a little bit obnoxious, but not so obnoxious that they don't play the game. <laughs> you have to be strategically obnoxious. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Another thing that I would want for Star of Providence for the next year is I would want there to be more fan writing for this game and mm. fan writing from more people. I don't want it to be mostly just you and me again. I mean, I'd mm -hmm. be very happy if either one of us makes more fan writing for this game. But in the same way that we got a lot of people who do fan art for the game mm -hmm. and people who are inspired by all that, I would want people to just write more for the game, just more fan yes. writing. I, I think it is something that is, I, I would maybe, do I want to say maybe underappreciated, underrepresented? It just, mm -hmm. it feels like it's a fertile ground for creative exploration. And I'm always happy to see, more of it around so that's what i want for next year i obviously completely agree mm -hmm. <laughs> i i would love to have some some more people writing it is extremely fertile there's so much to explore uh in the game's lore itself or even just branching off into your own imagination and and uh and writing about that but i know that there are so many writers out there so <laughs> I, I hope some of them will uh, will feel inspired to to write a little bit more about Star Providence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a really good example this year of a piece of fan writing that Nick, you and I have both read, mm -hmm. that may at some future point end up on the podcast. Perhaps, 
perhaps we don't know that for sure, but we hope mm-hmm. and we're talking about things we're hope we hope for now. But the reason I bring it up is because it is a completely new take on the lore of the game. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. And I was like, this is awesome. And that to me was, a, is the perfect example of um, what is possible when more and more people dip their toe into fan writing and give us their unique spin on things like that is um you know even when someone's take is completely different from my own that is even more intriguing the appeal of it is seeing the same source material but viewed from all these different lenses and sort of mm-hmm. people constructing different stories and universes out of the same uh, i guess base materials by creating something that in the end is very different yeah yeah well you said it best it's it's basically fan art but Mm -hmm. of the written word variety (laughs) which we do like a lot in this podcast and we'll dutifully celebrate anything else you hope for this year yeah i've mentioned this before but i would just love some new merch specifically another shirt i can wear or like a really comfy hoodie that would be Mm -hmm. awesome um or a poster i can frame and hang on my wall my ultimate dream merch would be some sort of star of providence themed coffee (laughs) uh that probably won't happen but uh any 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 new merch we know we know the big mode big moto is going to come out you want coffee in like three varieties mild intense and sudden death oh absolutely if they do some sort of collab with a coffee roaster you know they'd have to have at least three different varieties <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i am always i'm always gonna make that joke because i did write something that was essentially a, that idea but like expanded a little bit yeah maybe they could just include your story uh in the box with every purchase <laughs> i i really don't think that's going to happen in the slightest yeah well we know that the big mode big moto is coming and i'm very excited about that but you know if there's a a way to support um the devs again and and, and buy some some merch i'd be very very happy yeah i just i think that one of the things that i have to keep into consideration is that Mm-hmm. Some time ago, they did make uh, uh, vinyl records of part of the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and those did not sell as well as they had hoped. So they have all this. I, one of them, I think, Pure has all this surplus that <laughs> couldn't be sold. So I think this is one of those things where like, they have to carefully consider how much they realistically think they can sell the game being as obscure as it is right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that was kind of that first round was a good experience, not necessarily a successful experience, a successful experience, but it was probably a good experience. Um, I know that I bought all the merch that was available mm-hmm. and all that stuff is just so neat. So I really hope now with the, the, the fan base grows, I think it'll be a really good opportunity to, maybe not make another vinyl record, but to make maybe something a little bit more humble that will appeal to the majority of players. I hope so too.
Now, we've talked about what what are the things that we know about the game for the next year, which is not a lot, and some of the things that we hope for the game. And since we're on the topic of making wishes, we Mm -hmm. might as well just go in and say, Malachi, what are some things you would you wish you you were included in the game itself like we've talked about you know the community and merge and stuff like but like mm-hmm. stuff that would go in the game itself hmm. i think we should call this segment when you wish upon a star of providence <laughs> <laughs> sure let's go with that <laughs> well yeah if some i do i do have a wish list um in the current game um, like as it is, as, again, keep in mind, I don't know exactly what's coming in the update, but there are a couple things that I would really like to see. Uh, one we just discussed recently on the Discord, actually, um, I would really like more familiars. Mm-hmm. So right now in the game, you can get contract, you can pick up contract, and you can hire a wise guy to follow you around and do a ton of damage. I would love a few other familiars and uh, just because I love the cast of enemies and characters in Star Providence so much that it seems like a really wasted opportunity not to have some of those awesome uh, sprites following you around and working with you besides the wise guy. You know, Scarf Hermit, a drone, you know, I don't know. I think you mentioned in the previous episode how you wanted, I think, a cart, more carts that were just like that. Mm, yeah, I think so- I did. <laughs> Now I'm just repeating but, myself. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but like, it, this is what you want. This is what you want to have in the in the game. Yeah, yeah, I would I would love to see that because, again, it's just I have a, a, a deep affection for the characters, and mm-hmm. to be able to kind of get a few of them on my side, that be that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And because this is you, it must be mentioned mm-hmm. crawler stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say you must be referring to the. Uh, alleged crawler kingdom that exists somewhere within the facility so it is rumored (laughs) yes so it is rumored i i've spoken about this a lot so i won't take a lot of time here but i just really love that line of uh that line in the the bestiary yeah in the bestiary yeah it's a bestiary entry and that line is just so great for the world building in the game and i feel like that is also just a really great opportunity to see that in the minds of players and then have some way to reach the mythical crawler kingdom. You know, it doesn't need to be something big. It could just be a tiny little room where all the crawlers are made. And it's like, oh shit, it's the crawler kingdom. Um, But I just think because of that line, it's almost like Chekhov's gun or something. You know what I mean? It's like, how can you tell me about this kingdom Mm -hmm. and then I can't get there? How can you not, (laughs) how can you not make a pathway? This reminds me of like when, Back in the days, Mm -hmm. like decades ago, when Zelda games would come out and there would be all these rumors and like supposed secrets Mm -hmm. like, oh, if you do a certain things here and there and you have certain items, you can unlock such and such secret. And most of the time, most of the time, they're, you know, just people making stuff up. But occasionally, every so often, one of them is actually true. Yes, exactly. What if, and that would be, that would be the most fun if there's like, there is a way to get there. And then one of the developers posts under a pseudonym on some, 
on the Steam forums or something. It's like, hey, I saw this weird thing. If you press this button in this room, this thing happens. And I was like, what? Anyway, I just think that that would be a lot of fun. And not necessarily, um, you know, just Crawler Kingdom, but I think anything like that. And I guess more broadly speaking, any secrets, you know, mm-hmm. some some secrets that take the community um a little while to discover or just some secrets that are in and of themselves a joy to discover. I think that the game would benefit greatly from, from a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what about you, Nick? What's on your wish list for the future of star of Providence? Well, I am a beta tester, so I do have some knowledge of what is going to be added. Mm-hmm. So my, what I can say is a bit restricted. I will say this. What I want the game to have is I would like more visitors, but I would Mm -hmm. also really like to, I would like, it is my wish that we explore more about the visitors themselves, like the visitors that we already have. Mm -hmm. What is, what is their history? What is their story? What are the relationships to each other? What in a sense connects all these visitors beyond just they all came here but like what is sort of what is the overarching sort of setting that Mm -hmm. connects all of these together in some way like i want in a sense i want backstory of the characters that we play as that is something that i'm always deeply interested in because we already have plenty of backstory about the facility and the council and the ritual and the and the super bosses but mm-hmm. for the most part the player characters themselves are still a mystery they are we get like hints with things like maybe the traitor says or the kindness mm-hmm. says but there's still so much there that is a complete unknown and i yeah. would want that we i don't want necessarily to be told everything there is to know but just sure. a little bit more there just to that can even hint at something even deeper or greater. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like sometimes when you tell a story, you kind of end up creating negative space by implying things and then you don't elaborate upon them. But the fact that you know that those things exist already imbue the story with this whole depth and magnitude and gravitas and i'm like that's (laughs) really cool and i would want more of that yeah and going back to something that we discussed before perhaps uh more options to customize the game maybe have this would be like a good money sink for all those literally hundreds of million millions of scrap i have lying around with no use <laughs> just like allow me to just buy stuff like have cool stuff to buy cool cool little things like that mm-hmm. yeah that that's what i would want really for this game to take a moment nick before we end and we can talk a little bit about the podcast and we it feels like we've been doing it for a really long time in reality it's been about six to seven months but yeah. you know how do you how do you feel about the work that we've done 
overall, it's been very satisfying mm-hmm. to just have this idea for a project and to just do it. <laughs> One of the things that I often tell to my friends who also mm-hmm. follow creative pursuits is done is better than perfect. It is always mm-hmm. better to just have a thing and finish it and put it out there than to just keep working on it endlessly and to just try to make it perfect but never quite get there. In that regard, it has it has been very satisfying for me to mm-hmm. do this podcast and to just be like, I am not going to worry about every little take or every little thing that I said or... Mm-hmm try worry let the nitpicks get in the way of the process and just be like we got all these episodes the 16 episodes plus a few extras done Mm -hmm. and when the episode is done i don't like i don't spend my time thinking oh but did i do good maybe i wonder we're gonna go back and redo it's like no (laughs) it's done i move on to the next episode i can Mm -hmm. i focus on new ideas instead of worrying about all of the ones I already did. And I'll, I'll be very frank here. I am very aware that this podcast is a very, very niche thing, which which does not have a large audience. Mm-hmm. In a sense, it's also okay to not worry about the popularity of it or the reception or how much of an impact it will have. Yeah. Like, overall, I'm just happy that this is just the act of making this thing and doing it and feeling mm-hmm. happy that it is done and that I did did all of this earnestly, sincerely, enthusiastically. And that, I think, is something that I can be very proud of. And mm-hmm. I am very proud of. And I am also very, very glad that I'm doing this with you. You are my friend, and we wanted to do something together for a while. And mm-hmm. I feel like this has been an excellent way for us to put our creative energies together and create something that is unique <laughs> for this community <laughs> and has only further strengthened our bond, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, really well said, Nick. I'm glad I asked you that question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was much deeper than anything I was going to say. But So what are you going to say? Well... You're right that it's really satisfying that we set out to make a thing and then we did it. We did a thing, you know, we've mm-hmm. made quite a few episodes and, um, you know, we took this idea and proved that we can actually make it into something semi-listenable. Um, but it's just been a really fun and creative outlet um, for just creativity and also our passion for the game and for the community. And it's been really fun to talk to other players of the game and people that are contributing to the community. And I really look forward to doing more of that in 2024. I also feel like some sense, some of the work that we do here in this podcast can even be regarded as important. How how do I Mm -hmm. want to put this? It is, in a sense, it becomes a record of the game and its community, the people that make up the community, the enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and it is something that can be shared. It is easily accessible. And I'm just 
proud of that like you said it's not just us really it's also all the people that have lent us their time and their enthusiasm and their love for this game mm -hmm. and that just only makes this uh even more special so going forward in the future we are going to continue the podcast right <laughs> i have no intention of stopping <laughs> But we're we're going to continue to interview players uh, and people from the community and creators that are relative to Star Providence. Um, we want to keep doing fan writing episodes, as many as mm -hmm. we can reasonably make. So again, if there's anyone out there that you have written something or you want to write something, please do and let us know mm -hmm. about it. We'd, mm -hmm. we'd be happy to uh, consider it to be featured on the show. Yeah, no promises, but you know we do encourage you to do it anyway and we also just want to make more interviews mm -hmm. we want to have more people come in and join us we have some ideas we were, we're not going to make any promises because we can't promise that things are going to turn out the way that they do we have to consult with people's schedules and availability and all that stuff but there's people we definitely want to ask and let them be part of the podcast and let them tell their story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So look forward to that in the year to come. And of course, as you can imagine, as soon as the update releases, then we're going to have a whole, whole, <laughs> we're going to have so much to talk about. It's going to be, it's going to be a very busy time for everyone, but it's also going to be very exciting. And I am very much looking forward to being busy with all that. As am I. That being said, despite all of these hopes we have for the future, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to our podcast, who has left a comment in any of the platforms, or who has showed up in the Discord. I know it's not a lot of people. Again, this is a very niche thing. But I do want to sincerely thank everyone who nonetheless took time out of their day to listen to what Malik and I had to say in our weird thoughts as they are <laughs> yeah and we'd also like to thank everyone who has contributed to the podcast mm -hmm. um we're really grateful that people were willing to uh, share their writing with us they were willing to read writing for us they were willing to um, share their time and thoughts and energy with us we're really grateful so thank you all yeah thank you very much we hope that you have all had <laughs> as good as at 2023 as you could have and that 2024 is a good year and that we all get together and enjoy the new update together thanks so much for listening to our star providence fan cast thanks again to Garoslot for allowing us to use his music and sound effects and be sure to check out all of the Surf Providence soundtracks on the Bandcamp, the Base Game soundtrack, the Relics of the Past soundtrack, and the 5th Anniversary Edition soundtrack. If you have any comments or suggestions for us, you can reach out to us on our Discord server. The link will be in the show description. And there you will find fellow pilots to talk with and discuss the show. Thank you for listening. We'll hope you'll join us next time. This is what you came for, isn't it? So be it.